I have my own uh, script that I've been uh, shopping around uh, Hollywood as of late. It's space 1999. Okay. <laughs> I like know, it's, it. It's that it's that property. Yeah. Uh, but it takes place like in Toronto. Oh. <laughs> and, so exotic. And not in space. Yeah, okay, I like it. I like it. And it's just having to do with like a lot. This is space nineteen ninety nine. Yeah, exactly. It's just like, hey, hey, here's your space nineteen ninety nine. Who's yep. gonna be selling here today? Exactly. <laughs> it's about a swap meet. Oh, I like this idea. I, I let's. I like workshopping this idea. I think it's gonna be really good. I think so. It's like, you know, think of the the tr- the drama we could have, where everyone's just like, hey, hey. Your beanie babies are leaning over on my my lot. That's my space. This is my <laughs> space. Nineteen ninety nine. Or it could, <laughs> you know, like that yeah. could be it. It could be focused on one person, but I kind of like the idea of the anthology series now. Ooh, like different people who rent out lot nineteen ninety nine. Yeah, exactly. Like, so we start I'll, with the guy who, who glues googly eyes onto seashells and then sells yep. them for then a big we, markup. Yeah, then we move right to the other person who has, like, all the Predator figures, but they're made out of bolts. Mm-hmm. <laughs> right, exactly, yeah. <laughs> glued to each other. The pop and, culture welder. Yeah, and then we, it just goes over. And then, like, we have a very special episode that features, like, some comic book creator. And, like, yeah. they're selling, like, the most, you know, like, the fanciest comic books, um, <laughs> you know, in the yeah, thing. Like and, it. You know, and it, so it could be a little bit like, you know, Love Boat and a little bit like Friday the 13th. Yeah, yeah. Know? Yeah, we totally have, like, the person who runs the swap meet, and they're the constant. But then there's this revolving <gasps> cast of characters. Yeah, but who's the person that runs the swap meet? Uh, who, who do we get for that? Here's the twist. It's an alien from 19, Space 1999. I love it. Done. Done. Hollywood, if you're listening. Who was that? Oh, dial tone. Sorry. They, they hung up so long ago. Pop Saga, you know we keep it groovy. We talking cartoons, books, TVs, and movies. A couple of nerds, but got style. We so cool. Pop culture, talking new and old school. Yeah, you should know we love hip-hop. From the roots, Ty Lib, shout out to Feral Munch. We giving you what you want, it don't get no liver. Ain't no doubt we got you. This is Pop Saga, let's go. Oh yeah, you heard right. This is a lifestyle. Welcome to the nerd life. Pop Saga. Wish.com, the e-commerce site notorious for its knockoff goods, was founded in 2010 by former Google engineer Peter Zulzinski. Sorry, Peter. And yet, the spirit of Wish.com has been around for much longer. Take the topic of today's episode, for example. Back in 1992, French, German, and American producers got together and created the Wish.com version of the movie Highlander, and called it Highlander the Series. Starring Adrian Paul, Alexandra Vandernoot, Stan Kirscht, Richard Mall, and a special guest appearance by Christopher Lambert. We're talking about the pilot episodes of a, of a series, or a pilot episode, I should say, of a series that started on shaky ground. 
but ended up lasting six seasons and a movie. I'm Forrest Richie Ryan, the world's only 30-year-old, 17-year-old. <laughs> I am joined, as always, by immortal Scotch-Dutch Frenchman, Jonkin McLeod. John, as we both know, there can be only one, unless the story ne- needs there to be a bunch more, so never mind, I guess. <laughs> I, I like the minute they were like Richie's only Richie's 17 I was like bullshit <laughs> I had that exact reaction they're like he's gonna be 18 next year and I was like whoa what oh, he's well north of 18 I then went I was like yeah and maybe I'm a Spaniard Egyptian who traveled to Japan sort of type you know <laughs> exactly <laughs> Yeah, I guess the Highlander is not uh, a stranger to these kind of uh, leaps of faith that we're we're expected to take. But man, that was that that one was hard to swallow. Yeah, I was like, nah, nah. This He's dude like, is his. This guy needs to spend some time in juvie, and you're like, you're gonna put an adult in with children? <laughs> that seems doing? unfair. <laughs> that seems like, like a ill advised. No, he at least has voted for two, maybe even three presidents. Oh, easily, yeah. <laughs> yeah. He can rent a car for sure. Yeah, yeah. Without like, he doesn't even need a deposit. No, <laughs> that's 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 how old uh, Richie looked. Yeah, just... he he definitely has been. Uh, he has definitely you know been thinking a lot about who is the primary beneficiary of his life insurance policy. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. He's trying to figure out how to manage his money market account. Uh, you know like he's got responsibilities he doesn't hang out with his friends so often like i mean maybe they skateboard once in a while but (laughs) or or ride a sweet motorcycle he's got his his only uh outfit seems to be a cool motorcycle jacket and when i say cool i mean badly colored yeah oh man holy smokes that that type of green only exists in the the 90s 90s. (laughs) yep good call like, I'm. I guarantee, if you want to paint a wall, that you just have to go to like you know, '90s, and you'll find that color. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, uh, question for you: Did you watch this series when it was uh, out? I watched the hell out of this series when it was out. That's awesome. Of course, dude. I broke a TV and had to go to the emergency room because of this series. What? Okay. Now, when I suggested that we talk about this, I did not know of your history with this, but but please regale the folks with the story of how you broke a television and had to go to the ER because of Highlanders. Okay. Okay. Oh, hold on. This is this is just gonna be a. This is definitely called, this calls for a little libation. I'm just gonna settle back and let you you do your thing. Okay, so I was 12. You know, mm-hmm. like you know, hold on, like you do. Yep, very good. All right, I was 12, and I found out there was a Highlander TV series, and I was like, I love the movie. I didn't like the second one, but I loved the movie, so I was like, yes, Highlander. So I got real amped. So what I did was, as the Highlander show was playing, I was bouncing around my room, and um, I used to have this habit 
of well okay back in the day kids for the people who are younger than us which according to our demographics we should be good mm-hmm. uh you know i shouldn't even explain <laughs> this tvs used to be real thick and heavy and wide and you know chock full of uh to be goodness so anyway i used to have this habit of putting a coca-cola can on top of my tv um because that's where i'd sit it as i bounced around the room or whatever as i was watching so anyway i'm bouncing around the room and i'm like oh cool and he's got the sword he's fighting with it so i reach over and i grab my sword analog my sword analog was a uh pretty much a curtain rod Mm -hmm. you know you remember those flat curtain rods with the real sharp ends sure (laughs) yeah like they were were just nasty they're just rounded ends but they're flat kind of like a sword so i'm swinging that around you know yeah 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 as the tv show's playing and at some point i get too close to the tv i swing the rod i hit the can of coke that falls right in the back of my tv spills tv goes poof cloud of smoke i freak out and keeping the momentum, I swipe the rod right in front of my eye. Oh, no. My right eye. And then all of a sudden, I felt like I hit my eye. And I was just going, ah, ah. So then my tears, like my eyes just pour in tears. And I'm just like, oh. And of course, I'm by myself. Oh, Because no. that's the way things go. Uh-huh. So I'm like waiting and my eye really, really hurts. So when my mom comes home, I'm like, I got to go to emergency room. My TV broke. Yeah. <laughs> that's all distraught and she is mad rightfully so mm-hmm. i, I shouldn't have i shouldn't have been swinging around like i'm a immortal sure uh, i yeah. should know better i should yep. know better so anyway i'm doing all this and i'm like <gasps> as i'm crying out and she takes me to the emergency room and then they look and they're like oh you cut the lens part of your eye Ooh. and they're like here and they spray this goop in it put an eye patch on it my eye feels instantly better mm-hmm. and i got this pretty cool eye patch that i had to wear for a couple days and that was it that wore off well <laughs> that's incredible what talk about making a indelible mark on you uh, quite literally when you were a kid yeah exactly i like almost blinded myself because of the suaveness of adrian paul's ability to do a combat role <laughs> hey he, you know, there is a lot of bad sword fighting in this one, but that combat role, you can't argue with that. That was rad. Hey, man. Hey, there, there's nothing you're going to be able to say that's going to make me go like, Adrian Paul was a bad choice. That's all I'm going to say. Adrian Paul was excellent. Um, anyway, yeah, that, 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 that's my Highlander been there from the jump. I think even my brother bought like the VHS tapes. I, do you remember the the series on VHS where if you had all of them, it would spell out Highlander? Then you would get this wicked picture of Adrian Paul looking badass. <laughs> well, to me, the show I watched a few episodes. I didn't really, but I didn't, I, you know, I didn't really watch it religiously because I, the the minute I saw that it wasn't Christopher Lambert, I was like, <laughs> no, thank you. Um, <laughs> Thanks, um, no but I it was the kind of show that like i i knew a lot of adults especially the adult women in my life who really loved it really <laughs> loved it 
<laughs> yeah, that's the fucking truth. My sister loved the shit out of the series too, and I get, I get it. I get the the Adrian Paul is a real hunk, and he spends a lot of time, you know, greased up and sans shirt. Yeah, I mean that's what I would do if I if I looked as good as Adrian Paul, I'd be greased up all the time. Oh, no doubt about it. You, that I would be obnoxious in, in that I would constantly be taking... I would just be finding reasons. I was like, oh no, you spilled a little water. <laughs> Let me clean it up with my shirt. <laughs> Whoop! <laughs> you guys Every have t- any baby oil? <laughs> Uh, prefer, you know, extra smooth, please. I mean, every time I'd walk in the room, you'd hear, yep. and then <laughs> shirt off, ready to go, <laughs> whatever you need me to Need to change light bulb? I got you. Need me to dust? <laughs> I got you. Yeah. Yeah. I, I made a joke at the start that this is the Wish.com version of the movie, because I feel like the first episode kind of feels that way, but certainly it didn't stay that way. I think it really grew into its own after the uh, as time uh, wore on. Oh, don't get me wrong. It's not a good show. But, <laughs> like, it is like the perfect... So, movie concept-wise, it's a little out there. Sure. And it's it's you know, but as a TV show, it works so well. Like as a premise, as a premise. I'm not necessarily saying that this show exactly, but the fact that like you replace like murder of the week with immortal of the week, you can go to different eras and time without mm-hmm. needing to explain anything away. Right, like it's it's not like you can watch like Law and Order, and all of a sudden they're like in like nineteen, you know, twenty two or something. You know, like they can't do flashbacks like that. Yeah, they'll seem weird. But this show could do whatever it needed to do, and like introduce new immortals. I mean, obviously, it kind of sh- shits on the first movie, <laughs> yeah, um, <laughs> quite handily. You know, like with you know even even having Christopher Lambert. There, you know, it's just kind of like, oh, okay, you gotta, you gotta hand this baton off to uh, Duncan. You know what I mean? Like, and they sort of explain why he wasn't in the the first movie. That he has been sort of he's he's been lying low. He doesn't want to be part of this whole Highlander shtick, and so he's like, he has a cabin on holy ground that he just takes out in, and no one could challenge him there. Yeah, which is it's great. Just pretty brilliant. A bunch of, Immortals just prowling around outside, like oh boy, yeah, a bunch of <laughs> a bunch of slans <laughs> oh, going around outside. <laughs> now he is he is he's, the he's the one who inspired my wish dot com uh, Kurgan. Yep, yeah, yeah, he's because he is a hundred percent a wish dot com Kurgan. Uh, he he tries to do the same stuff. He tries to bring the same energy, but he is wow bad. Yeah, no, he is a... Uh, I love Richard Mall. Sure, even, absolutely. I even outlined that in my notes multiple times. I'm like, I love Richard Mall. I do not know what this character is. Like, <laughs> also, no, I like, I love Richard Mall too. I think he's great, and he's not a bad-looking man. But if you're going to cast somebody who is obsessively worried about the way they look and their face and stuff, I mean, there's. More and you're you got him next to Adrian Paul. <laughs> you're like, and he's the one who's okay. Sure, sure. 
Well, I mean... I mean, it's fine to feel good about yourself, but I mean, like... He's he, really happy with himself, yes. Well, because it was like the way the way they frame it in the show is that, or at least in this episode, because spoiler alert, he is dead. Um, after this episode, but he the way they frame it is like they have him looking in a mirror at himself, and they like make he wears a mask because he's protecting his beautiful face. So I'm all for self love, but certainly in a movie with a bunch of other attractive people in it, have like the the least attractive of those, all those people, be the person who's most concerned about his uh, face was a, a weird part of the story. Eh, I mean, like I guess in that instance, it would be funny. People probably watching it would be like, oh, he thinks he's handsome. <laughs> <laughs> you know, he thinks he's he thinks he's good looking. <laughs> when it's just like, yeah, okay. I felt like that he's vain aspect, like, came up more than halfway through the episode. Yeah, like, definitely felt kind of tacked on. They're like, yeah. well, we can't make it exactly like Kurgan. So, uh, he is, he's crazy. He drives an old car, seemingly. It's like, all of the things are there to be like uh, the Kurgan, but, uh, you know, except for the, the charisma and the, <laughs> the interest. I mean, he- he even tries the voice, but <laughs> he does you know. sort of sound like Clancy Brown. But like, yeah. you know, if they if if Clancy Brown quit SpongeBob and they needed somebody to be Mr. Krabs, <laughs> they're like, well, close enough. Yeah, just get Richard Mall. Yeah, he just kept like, he's like uh, night court to order <laughs> the Honorable <laughs> Judge Harry J. Anderson presiding. That's what I was waiting for. That's what you wanted. Uh, That's the crossover I'm still waiting for. I've been writing enough slash fiction for that. The Night Court court Highlander, the series crossover? Yeah. It's all... You know, it it culminates with uh, Judge Anderson fighting Duncan McCloud and winning. And then <laughs> getting the quickening, but he tricks him with a magic trick. You know, he's like, "Ah, you know." I could see that working on, especially first episode. Duncan, first episode. Duncan is not good at being a Highlander. Yeah, no, we got to get him young. <laughs> yep. Okay. Yeah, because he because the the setup for this is the way they try to make it work is uh Connor McCloud basically becomes the Ramirez uh version uh, of this of the story. He is the mentor and uh and he's guiding um he's guiding Duncan through his his uh his transition into being a Highlander. Weird that it's the same that it's the same clan. Yeah, I think I think well originally the series was supposed to be Connor McLeod, but then right. they were like, "Well, hey, uh, Adrian Paul, I guess was." And here's the thing: I can't name another thing Adrian Paul's ever been in. Um, yeah, myself. So either that means like this this show made him some money, or he already had money beforehand. But whatever, he had enough pull to be able like I want to make the character my own thing. And they're like, "Okay, well, we'll change it." So we'll just we still wanted mm-hmm. to be a McLeod though. And that was enough. Yeah, I think from what I heard, it was... Well, Christopher Lambert <laughs> was like, 
It definitely needs to be a series. Yes, that's a great idea. I will do it, though. Bye. Um, and he was like, he, he was all in it for it being a TV series, but he did not want to actually do TV. So they're like, uh, okay, it's another guy then? <laughs> Here's a funny... So as you mentioned, as we were talking about, Christopher Lambert is in this first episode, and pretty much... Uh, he does he make any more cameos in nope, the series? Nope, yeah, nope, this is it. So he's, this is the only the time he's right outside of the the crossover movie, which has them both in it. But the uh, he originally said, "I'll do if I'll do it for fifty thousand dollars." <laughs> and uh, they the the French producers were like, uh, "No, that's way too much. Uh, we'll write him out of the show." And then the German producers were like, no way, we gotta have the handoff. We gotta, that's the only way it works. And so, but by that time, Christopher Lambert was just like, uh, screw you guys, I don't want to be involved with this, this is dumb. And so, instead of paying him $50,000, they ended up paying him $500,000 for three days of work. Oh man, he, uh, Donald Pleasants them. <laughs> yeah, he did. I think the last thing he got was a... (laughs) (laughs) By the way, I just want to say we get tons of great Christopher Lambert laughs in this episode. This, I wish I would have remembered this episode well enough to just go back to pull them all out, because it's almost (laughs) perfect. Well, I mean, I think what you've got, the Raiden laugh is exactly the same as all the stuff he does. Of course, but sometimes I want like the <laughs> but I also want like you know like the like sorrowful <laughs> you know like mm-hmm. it's a little down swoop of his <laughs> but we we did get a shit ton of uh, his little <laughs> and I was in in knowing that it was like three days worth of work, I was like, I could see it. Yep. <laughs> yes. To- I mean, good uh, kudos to the production designers of this TV show. They, he looks just as like disheveled and weird as he does in this in the movie. It, it must be the same wardrobe, right? Well, they were probably like he's probably like I brought the trench coat. <laughs> <laughs> I have it in my closet. <laughs> you need me to bring. I also have white tennis shoes. It's like, yeah, we, can, we can get you some stuff. No, no, I'll bring it. It's okay. It's okay. <laughs> these, are, these are the ones I wore on Highlander. <laughs> I've never I don't watched know what that them. accident. But the, I don't whatever. know. It just keeps changing. I think eventually you could turn that into a, a pretty decent gambit if you keep working. <laughs> <laughs> oh, laissez bon to roule. <laughs> Yep, nope, nope. <laughs> Ruin it right there. God damn. Yep. <laughs> damn it. You got two steps forward, one step. <laughs> two steps forward, five steps back. Yeah, that's about right. That tracks. Mm. <laughs> so this uh, this episode, the pilot, uh, season one, episode one, opens up with some very blurry, uh, sexy times intercut with this thirty-year-old slash seventeen-year-old thief prowling around the either france or vancouver streets oh no it, it in this instance i think it was vancouver france coover well so it's funny it was supposed to take place in like seattle for some parts mm-hmm. so like the the crew would start calling it sea coover 
Yeah, the fictional town of Seacouver. <laughs> right? That's what it's supposed to be. But yeah, no, this instance, this one looked like. Uh, well, it could have been anywhere, I guess. I'm, I'm going to assume Vancouver, but it could have been France. Who knows? Who knows? Like, his, his shop was literally just crammed in the middle of nowhere. Yeah. And is it his, I guess it is his shop. He, uh, he, uh, despite being sort of separated from Connor, he, his life has followed a very similar path. Well, I guess he showed up. He's like, Hey, uh, cousin. <laughs> right. Hey, distant cousin. Hey, listen, I have this great gig going. Just say you are an antiquities dealer and no one asks any questions. <laughs> yeah. They expect you to be old. And you'll live forever. <laughs> and you'll sell swords and jewelry. <laughs> yep. How do you love... Like, I love the intro to this, uh, where they have that, that really brief exposition dope, where they're like, 400 years, I'm 400 years old, uh, the Highlanders gotta fight each other, the, the, the quicker to get started, blah, 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 blah. <laughs> they just I, rush through it. I mean, it's great. It gets, you, it gets you right to the steamy action, where you're just like, what's going on? Yeah, there's some what's real... Going- has <laughs> my channel switched to the uh, the the blurred out Spectre Vision or whatever? Yeah. Yeah, is this Cinemax? What am I watching here? It's and it gets it's real racy there at the it, start. Yeah, I kind of now understand why certain people I know really like this show. Yeah, I mean, there this entire episode is just feels like a like you're watching a Harlequin romance novel play out. Uh, you yeah. know, they, I think yeah. they're affectionately referred to as bodice rippers. <laughs> this is definitely <laughs> has that uh, energy. One hundred percent. Not so. No this was there. this was shown in. So like I said, it was it was actually I mentioned just France, uh, Germany, and uh, and the U.S. as production partners, but. And for the sake of the of the shortening the intro a little bit because it was a bit long, but the the truth is that it was actually sp- split between a lot of different countries, including Japan and Italy, as well as France, uh, Germany, and the U.S. And I'm wondering, since uh, the broadcast standards, especially in Italy and France, are different than the U.S., I wonder if that first scene, because it's blurred out in such a bizarre way, there's no context to it. It's not like it's being shot through the that glass block that he has you know as his like shower door uh mm-hmm. set up like i wonder if that was just like for american audiences uh we gotta blur this out because they are just this is just a sex scene we're opening this uh, tv show up with that a good point like i've it's not like i you know go back every year like let me watch the pilot to highlander and <laughs> see, how, see how that one see if it still holds up you know big fan. So, but I, it doesn't it holds up for the it holds up for the time i mean sure yeah it holds up for the time but uh, all mean, you need to do is fast forward to the end where those dummies of Duncan and Connor <laughs> fall off the bridge. bridge. Oh, spoilers. <laughs> the best, the best one is is because I thought I thought Connor's was funny, but Duncan's they have a sword <laughs> glued into his hand, so he's just flailing around. 
It's the least graceful fall you've ever seen. Well, I mean, shit. Even how that scene started with him just kind of looking dazed and just like, "Uh oh, gotta go. (laughs) (laughs) I gotta go. Well, right over the right into the drink. Yeah, well, Richie is creepily watching them the whole time. Yeah, that was, like, do you think, like, because they could have easily introduced him in that first part, because, you know, as we're talking about, we're intercutting between steamy sex scene and uh, Richie, and he's he's breaking into the antique, uh, you know, to uh, Duncan's antique store mm-hmm. using some very high-tech methods for a 17-year-old, uh, you know, like using a glass cutter and what have you. And you think you could have just introduced him in that scene, have him witness the fight between Slan and and uh, Connor and uh, and uh, Duncan, and then just like have just reintroduce him in the second episode. But they have him voyeuristically watching Duncan like training during the training montage, and then the final fight, and then watching. <laughs> Connor or Duncan drag Connor out of the river at the end and he just is watching the whole time. And that's it. Yeah. They don't interact with him. They just have like I think uh Connor has like a throwaway line where he's like, What about the boy? They keep calling him a boy also <laughs> and it's clearly a man. <laughs> well yeah, well he's he's clearly like a middle aged man at this point, it feels like. But they yeah. say they say boy so much, it's almost like they are trying to convince themselves. <laughs> What's my motivation? This man over here. No, I mean, boy. We must boy. rescue the boy. <laughs> yep. Yeah, I mean, it does have very much the, uh, no, there is another. Yeah. <laughs> sure. Yeah. Because, like, it comes up a little bit later, if I remember the series correctly. But the whole idea was, uh, spoilers, they were hinting that he might be immortal. Right? Oh, like, but he hasn't turned yet. Okay. So he's looking for that, like, like that guidance, and so that's why Richie is a, a character in the show. Um, but yeah, to your point, it could have just been him like staring outside the window and watching these guys all fight in the thing would have had the same effect. Or cut the pretense and just have him be an assistant who works for Duncan, you know, inside a shop, sure. and then catch this happen. And go, oh my god, there was three dudes getting ready to fight with swords, or kind of fight with swords. I don't... That that opening scene with Slan. And apologies yeah. for anyone who is named Slan. Yeah, is that no, a name? I, I hope not. I hope that's just like <laughs> onomatopoeia. I wrote, I wrote down... Oh, he must... They must... This must be an accent thing. His name must be Sloan. No, it's not. That's Slan. I mean, they said it so... So many times that like I, I was just going like, what what is this? I, is it slain? For a minute, I was like, okay, I guess he can call himself slain. That's kind of cool. That's metal. No, slam. That's right. It's slain. Yeah, and they never they never explain what they never explain how Connor shows up either. They never like he just shows up because. <laughs> <laughs> who need yeah right it's a he has used his raiden powers to teleport in i mean i guess you could assume that he's tracking slay a uh, slan 
uh, all over the place, and he, he tracks him to his, you know, former wards, uh, also antique shop. Not as cool as Connor's antique shop, of course, but... Uh, Dude, that's the Wish.com antique <laughs> store right there. Like, yeah, no. No. That is not a good name. Because Slan shows up, and he's like, I challenge Duncan! And Connor's like, ah, just kidding, it's me, I'm also here. <laughs> it's like, okay. And Slant's like, oh, 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 not two against one. <laughs> and he just runs away. He does a lot of running away in the show. Oh my god, just, uh, I mean, even how he breaks that window to get out of there. In that fucking mask. That mask is bad. I don't know who made that and who thought that was cool, but No. No. Just no. No thanks. No no gracias. No. <laughs> I don't want it. I don't know. I don't want it. I wouldn't... I, if someone was like, hey, John, I'm going to buy you a piece of Highlander the series memorabilia, and I got a line on Slant's mask, I'm going to be like, <laughs> just keep the $2.50 you're going to spend on it. <laughs> that bad. Yeah, somebody... Yeah, somebody's been using it to hold bananas. <laughs> Just poking through the eye and mouth holes. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I felt like that was, like, they are trying so hard to make him sort of as scary as the Kurgan, but the thing is, like, Clancy Brown in that role is genuinely unsettling, whether it be his sort of pallid complexion or the fact that he's just constantly sweaty or all his, like, really kind of upsetting... uh, piercings like he looks scary and that's that's not that's the kurgan and looks scary not slam <laughs> yeah no he definitely does not they try a lot of that they try a lot of like accessories and accoutrement to try to get him to that level and and it is just like it's like you know in, in art they tell you you know, when you're making a composition, you know, you step back or in, in any sort of it's either it, it's art or fashion when you're putting together an outfit or you're making a composition, you it's easy to get too busy. So take a step back. Put put take one thing out, you know, and and there's beauty in that simplicity. And that's not something that people followed in this example. They're just like, uh, more. Give him sequins on his jacket. Oh no, this isn't working. Um, what if he had a big dumb sword that shot a stake out of the bottom? Okay. Was it a stake? Because I just thought it was a flash powder. Oh, I guess that was what was in fucking Connor's chest. Fair enough. Yeah, I thought it was flash powder. Like it's like his old timey. F- <laughs> like camera's like, poof! Ah. Oh god! <laughs> I'm going over in embarrassment. Yeah, I was like, oh, like when it shot that that metal rod out and got uh, Connor right in the chest, I was like, oh, that's why it looks so dumb. Because it's like, and again, it is like the Wish.com version of the Krugan's like awesome, humongous uh, broadsword or, you know, the two-handed sword. Uh, mm-hmm. It, 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 instead, it's this. It's, instead of this being this really impressive, like scary claymore, it's just this this big old obvious prop. It, I I you know as a person who loves swords, I really do. I've watched almost every episode of Forged and Fire. I believe. Oh, I know hey, hey. at this point, I'm an official. I'm an aficionado. You've got the bona fides. You, yeah, guarantee. I don't know what 
that sword was. <laughs> because it wasn't anything. It looked like it looked like if you were making a bad live action Mario and you introduced the villain and it was Wario and he had a sword. <laughs> That's what it would look like because it had a big old W as the cross card. It's like, it's me, Slam. You're like, oh god. <laughs> Yeah. Sloan? No, Slan. <laughs> it's, it's, what is this slander? How dare Get you? Oh. <laughs> uh, uh, apparently, the name comes from either Gaelic or Old Irish. Okay. Is, uh, possibly favorable is one of the origins of what the name means. Um, okay. It seems like a miss. It seems like a miss there. Yeah, like, again, like, when you hear Kurgan, you're like, oh, shit. I don't know what it does, but I'm sure he used to rip people's arms off, cook them in a fire, and eat them. Yeah, Um, and he was the Kurgan. The, like, singular. There was only one. That's fair. It wasn't like, yeah, Sister Kurgan, Brother Kurgan, Cousin Kurgan, the Kurgans. No. (laughs) Just one. Versus Slant. You know, like, I think... The best slant could do is kind of fuck up a red robin. <laughs> you yeah, know, like, no. go in there and be like, I want fries! And that'd be about it. Yeah. Yeah, like, uh, slant is definitely something, someone you have a cell phone video of punching <laughs> out a, like, uh, flight attendant on a Southwest flight. <laughs> his ass is being duct taped to his seat. Exactly. Yeah, because he 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 came in wearing his dumb slant mask, and he did, and he was like he was being cheeky. He thought that would count for wearing a mask on the flight. <laughs> yeah, he's definitely that slant is writing a lot of like angry letters to the editor uh, somewhere. That seems like that that slant. Dear home and garden. Let me talk to you about the flight that I had from Boca Raton to. <laughs> I will never fly Southwest again. Sign Slan. Slan the man, my friends call me. I guarantee, no, they call me Slan the cat because I always <sighs> land on my feet. No, no. they don't. <laughs> what was his reasoning? It didn't make any sense. No, it's because he always lands on his feet or some, it like... It was something stupid. Hold on, let me get it. Because I, I remember... He's like, they call me Slan the Cat because I always land on my victims first or something? Yeah. I don't no, know. See, I stopped writing it after I heard Slan the Cat. Because I said, <laughs> no one calls you that. <laughs> no. That was, my, that was my rhyme, and it's no crime. See? Yeah, yeah. Uh, I'll, I'll be going now. <laughs> yep. Yeah, uh, <laughs> I mean, yeah. I love also that like when um, when Connor shows up, he just gives this like exposition dump about who Slan is. He's like, "Oh no, like Slan's he'll, he'll kill everyone you love and make you question your reality and all this stuff." And it's like, okay. <laughs> We get it. We're not going to get any more backstory into this guy than what you're saying right now. Yeah, I get, do you think Connor was used to bring any sort of like validity to how dangerous Slan was supposed to be? Yeah, I sh- maybe yeah, because they they actually they're like, oh, you need two Connors equals one Slan. 
Yeah, like I'm trying to I'm trying to get a sense of like who was watching this who was a fan of the movies versus who just was like I'm a fan of Beastmaster. I think I'm gonna watch this show, you know, but had like no context of what Highlander was. Absolutely. I mean there's a lot of that. Like even when you know, uh, when Tessa gets out of the shower, very revealing shower scene as well. I was like, what channel was this on? Uh, uh, that was action pack for me. Yeah. Channel 20, <laughs> all right. <laughs> Coffee got it going on. <laughs> and uh, yeah, so she gets, and then they just have like an exposition conversation about how she is going to grow old and die. And he's gonna be fine. And his whole like the way to, he makes her feel better is just like, oh, but when you die, I'll be so sad. <laughs> I. But also, he'll be still thirty until someone cuts his head off. Yeah, I mean, look, we we got four who wants to live forever refrains, one with the lyrics, and then like a bunch of the. To bring the true sadness and the you know the sorrow of the situation. Yeah, yeah, like when with those flashbacks to uh, Duncan's very problematic <laughs> life oh, you mean, with the indigenous peoples of the U.S. You mean the first fucking thing I wrote for the flashback was, "Is this racist?" Yeah, <laughs> the answer is yes. Yeah, I'm gonna go. Like, I mean, woo. And then when Connor shows up, I'm like. Why do you give him that wig? Why did you give <laughs> it's him that huge. wig? It is it's yeah. the, by far the worst wig I have ever seen. Yeah, absolutely. Like, he's got, like, I mean, he looks like he was auditioning for the Beverly Hillbillies movie. <laughs> like, yeah, like the grandpa. Or yeah. The, yeah. I, I am here to be Grandpa Jed Clampett. I was shooting at some crude. It <laughs> 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 was burned. And out of the ground came a bubbling crude. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> he, um, he looked like he looked like Jeanette Goldstein, uh, aka you know uh, John Connor's stepmom and Vasquez from Aliens when she was in Titanic and she had that like giant like curly Irish red hair and <laughs> she put a hat on Dead Ringer for uh, Connor McLeod uh, flashback wig. <laughs> it was it was it was rough. That whole that whole flashback was rough. Uh, you only got me for three days. <laughs> Just give me make, what you have in wardrobe. Yeah, make it count. You know I brought the uh, the uh, trench coat and the shoes already. <laughs> <laughs> Can I just wear what I? I'm going to go to the airport right after this. <laughs> I'll just wear my clothes. Now they're like, yes, Mister Lambert. We know this. You came wearing the trench coat and the shoes. Yes, oh, I'm yes, already halfway to the. I'm already halfway to the canoe. Bye. <laughs> we, you better catch up. This scene needs to be filmed quickly. <laughs> it's like I even wrote. He doesn't have another jacket. It's like trench coat or nothing. <laughs> yep. Like he doesn't yeah. have a, a windbreaker, or you know, like a hoodie, or like some outdoorsy North Face type jacket. Nope. All London fog. That's it. <laughs> he 
looked like he looked like a pharmacist who just got off of work. <laughs> Here, uh, Duncan, I brought you the good Claritin. You know, the one that's behind the counter. <laughs> It's got Sudafed in it. <laughs> uh, this is not... Uh, you can't get this on the shelves anymore. Take it. Uh, <laughs> you you have to wait in line. Who wants to do that now? <laughs> you, want, you really want relief. Wait in line, but you know, I'll bring it in the back. <laughs> I'll hide it in my lunches. What? I've got the hookup. <laughs> I... You know, whenever I feel a prescription, it's 29 pills for you, one pill for me. <laughs> no one ever counts their drugs. No one. <laughs> oh, man. Uh, yeah. Uh, that that whole... Yeah, the whole flashback is, is problematic, but it's, I guess, saved by panning over to Christopher Lambert and his ridiculous outfit. <laughs> He looks like he looks like. Remember um, the Spawn movie? Remember oh, like what is his name? Cogliostro. Cogliostro. Like. He looks like that guy. <laughs> Same wardrobe. <laughs> they talk about that. I've, I'm blanking on the actor. He's the one who played Merlin and Excalibur. Mm-hmm. I know he must have hated doing that movie. Because mm-hmm. he's like, I did. Uh, he's like, I was an Excalibur, damn it! <laughs> you gotta be this guy who just wears a hat and and it basically is like talks down to Spawn or chides him for using his powers wrong. Yeah, don't use your power, Spawn. It'll kill you. Well, what should I do in that? I'll get some guns or something. <laughs> you got this fruit roll-up cape. Just get two Uzis, you're set. Yeah, just spin around. You know, you'll look badass, I guess. Yeah, <laughs> you'll look rubbery. You'll look like a rubbery thick boy, but it'll be fine. Yeah, you, you just spin around. You know, they all yeah. did that in the 90s. Sure. <laughs> it's the move. Yeah, no one can hit you when you're spinning around with your fruit roll-up cape. Everybody knows that this is something. It's in the dictionary. That's how well known that, mm-hmm. that fact is. Mm-hmm. But yeah, we're not, t- <laughs> we're not talking not yet. We haven't gotten to spawn uh yet. I feel like that's something we'll get to eventually, right? I mean, I got stories about spawn. Yeah, you've got little, the inside poop. Yeah, little little teaser for everybody. I may or may not have worked during the world premiere of Spawn in Northern California. That's, That's right. That's all I'm going to say, little, little, little tease, little moosh Spawn boosh. <laughs> as the <laughs> As the kids would say, yeah, all the kids are saying that. That's yeah. I, in fact, I heard it at the comic book shop yesterday. That's what I heard. Ooh, yeah, I, I want this little spawn a moose boosh. Yeah, a moose spawn boosh. That's what they call it on free comic book day when you get just get like a little taste of spawn. <laughs> <laughs> But also, hey, Image, let your comic artists and writers unionize, okay? I don't want to get on my high horse here, but come on, guys. You were you were the first, uh, you know, for the creators, by the creators comic uh, imprint. Let them form a union. They want to do it. Just let it see how it goes. 
Oh, you mean I'm gonna have to stop buying image books? No, I'm not taking. I'm not getting up on a soapbox or anything. But I just oh, okay. happen to read an article about. Uh, they're just they're they're going through they're going through it with uh, their staff, and I'm saying you know step it up, do the right thing, voluntarily acknowledge the union, and and start the negotiations. Why not? Uh, fair enough. Fair enough. Yeah. All but right. uh, Highlander. But <laughs> what? What were we talking about? <laughs> uh, <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. That really got me. Man, they were glad they had that song, right? That they Dude. must have just <laughs> signed I mean, the Yeah, they signed the they had the rights to use it wherever the Highlanders were shown, apparently. I mean, think about that shit. Like how like I guess maybe the song or Queen didn't have that level of power or care or however the song was just being used, but they used it to the nth degree. I mean, it is probably one of the best TV intros you could get that isn't original. Oh, you know, yeah, like, absolutely. And then, like I said, the Who Wants to Live Forever, they use that, too. So, like, Who Wants to Live Forever? Yeah, that's pitch perfect. Sound just yep. like it. But, yeah, no, Princess of the Universe, they use that any chance they could get. I mean, I would, too. Everywhere I go... I'm Duncan Cloud. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know? My name's I just Tessa. Thought... <laughs> <laughs> and I'm slain. I'll feel this one. Oh, wrong you button. <laughs> <laughs> oh, well. Best two out of three. Yeah, it works for me. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, I just, like, it was so interesting, or at least it was funny that, because I... You know, in, in our dealings, you and I, we've we've had to deal with uh, you know uh, intellectual property rights here and there uh, mm-hmm. when we're working uh, in a professional capacity, and it just amazes me that they not only whatever rights they got to that song, it they not only could use it in the film series in perpetuity, but then any other offshoot because usually it's like you can use something for a movie. But then if you want to use it again for some other medium, mm-hmm. you have to renegotiate and get those rights back. I, Judging by the fact that these, like, this wasn't the most high-budget show, I can't imagine they renegotiated for this song. It must have already just been in the contract. Oh, yeah, no, it has to be in, like, perpetuum or something, because... It must be. They, I mean, like, it's used a lot. And every time I hear it, I'm like, oh, man, this is like, this is, is going to be like 20K. I'm like, no, no, they're probably spending nothing on this. Yeah, no, I, I, I mean, I remember Princes of the Universe being the theme song, but holy, like, they just, they just went to town with it. And yeah. I mean, good on them because it definitely adds a, a value yeah, to the show. <laughs> Every time you hear it, it's definitely like the quality of the show. It goes up a hundredfold. Yeah, but I had this really weird problem. And uh-huh. I don't know if it was because I've been reading like uh, the new meta that's coming out, you know, where vampires are back in vogue. Yep. So I've been reading like vampire books. So mm-hmm. every time I've seen uh, like an immortal I was, in the daylight, I was like, what you doing out in the daylight, immortal? <laughs> 
I was like, oh wait, they're not vampires. They just live forever another way. No, he just they just uh, cut out the scene where he put a bunch of su- uh, sunscreen on. Oh <laughs> shit! There you go. That's what I'm missing. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. It was uh, that that every time that song popped up, I was like, hey, now we're talking. Let's let's see them. Like they they have those two montages those two sort of fight montages between duncan and uh connor and it was clearly they were both shot on the same day even though they are <laughs> like they take place days apart oh yeah no no that was but, definitely uh, one fifth of his uh 500k he got yeah <laughs> both seeds right there oh man that is uh it's just crazy how big uh, a property that Highlander was and how it is just is not anymore. I think, I think, I know this is like a broken record coming from me, but I think I heard somewhere that they're, they're trying to, to revitalize the brand, but it did kind of like after the nineties, two thousands, it did kind of fall off. Well, I mean, the first one is a, I'm not going to be like a perfect film, but it kind of ends. So that's it, right? Like yeah. he got he, he got his lightning juice, the quickening, he could rule the universe or the planet or whatever happened. And the end. And then they were like people were like, "Hey, what happened to uh what happened to the the Soprano guy?" Um I really need to know. So they did yeah. that with Highlander. They're like, "Hey, uh why don't we get more Highlander? And then all of a sudden everyone's like, hey, they're aliens on Zeist. <laughs> and, you know, like... <laughs> the Highlander no, that shall not be named. Yeah, don't explain it away. And then, <laughs> don't don't do explain that. it. Don't do that. Don't try to make sense of this. And then, you know, the third one with uh, Mario Van Peebles in it or something like that. Like, yep. <laughs> you know, like, I think they're fighting, swinging in a cave at one point. Um... Yeah, no, it just kept getting worse. Then you got the series that retconned it a little bit, you know, by not making it a... It wasn't a prequel. It was that, you know, the events of the first movie didn't necessarily transpire the same way as they played out, which a little sucks because the movie's so good, but... Yeah. It opened up to, like, this procedural, you know, crime drama show where you could have... Like I said, you're a mortal of the week show up. And, uh, but you know, and this show was stupid popular. I mean, it was supposed to end after its fifth season. They did a sixth season, much to its detriment, so they could do a bunch of backdoor pilots to try to get spinoffs because that's how popular the show was. But people were getting tired, um, of doing it, you know? Like, yeah. I remember that. I remember that it was it was just such a a crazy it be it turned into such a crazy popular show. Um just to 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 walk this back a little bit. Yes, back in May of 2021, we got the from this is from Deadline. This is not some fly-by-night uh site, but we got the announcement that Henry Cavill Movie Superman will star in Lionsgate Highlander reboot. From Chad Stelinski, who I don't know what else he's done, but uh, oh, wait, 
Sorry, I should know, because he's the director of John Wick. Hmm. This might be really good. <laughs> this, wait a minute. Suddenly, it's gone from uh, a rumor that I thought I re- remembered to top of my most anticipated movies list. <laughs> he's just sitting there reloading his sword. I mean, oh. think about the fights, though. Like, uh, close. finally we'll get good sword fights. <laughs> Maybe, or maybe this is like <laughs> this is the one time all of a sudden you know Highlanders just start using guns, <laughs> right? Yeah, a lot of a lot of up close kung fu and gun fu, and then yeah, the hey. one the one Highlander that's like maybe it'll be like it'll be like Baz Luhrmann's Romeo and Juliet, so he'll just have a gun that says sword on it. Oh no. <laughs> rapier you're just like oh no why are all the parts of the gun missing like i could see through it i don't think a gun would work if some of these parts are missing (laughs) or maybe we'll finally get the movie version of uh the final fantasy gun sword (laughs) or sword gun whatever you want i think it was gun blade Um, gun blade i think you're right about right about that yeah that sounds better Uh, it does it sounds better than gun sword or sword gun (laughs) No, I, I know. I, I'm kind of partial to sword gun, but gun blade sounds a little better. Yeah, yeah. It was yeah. Mm-hmm. No, like I mean, no. I just say this show was stupid popular. Like I mean, you could not go to the convention circuit without catching this stuff. Everyone knew what a katana blade was because the show, like, you know, Duncan got the Wish dot com version of Connor sword. So. <laughs> so true you know like every (laughs) where's the prequel to 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 tell us why they have they both have japanese style swords because well probably duncan or connor was like "Uh, i know a guy maybe (laughs) the sword was made like two thousand years ago or something like that i forget it's very old but i know is a great 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 nephew and he makes swords too it's pretty good they're pretty good I know this shop in Chinatown. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's really good. You get that <laughs> throwing daggers and, uh, you know, uh, shoes. Yeah. And a like, snow globe with the Bay Bridge in it. Why is it not the Golden Gate Bridge? I don't know. <laughs> I love this shop. Because red paint costs more than gray <laughs> <laughs> But, I mean, do you remember Highlander the Raven? Uh, I remember that it exists, and I only say that I re- remember it exists because I, during research, I found out that it exists. So, yes, the the truth is no, I don't remember that. Yeah, that's what I'm. But that's how popular it was. One of the immortals in that they were like, "Hey, people like her. Let's make another Highlander show." And they were going to try to make a movie with her. All this, stuff. like, it was grossly popular. Like, uh, you know, for better or worse, I guess. Uh, yeah. So the the this first uh, the first episode, the pilot, I feel like sort of tries to recapture the general plot beats of the movie and does so with varying level of success. Uh, mm-hmm. Yeah, but. Yeah. Uh, but I think, like you've alluded to, the show does sort of... It captured a lot of people's imaginations, and uh, it definitely 
it had legs. It definitely evolved into something. Oh yeah, like I mean, it it, it went nuts. Like the mythos, like one of the sure. older uh, immortals, if I remember correctly, is like supposed to be like the Joker. You know, originally Joker comes out, he's supposed to be a one and done character, and then that was going to be it. But captured everyone's imagination, he becomes a like a reoccurring foil for Batman. Mythos was the same thing. Supposed to be one and done. Stuck around. One of my favorites. Because he would hide out in churches and shit. Because mm-hmm. Holy Land. There was, like, there was levels of depth. And, yeah, you could say the acting in this episode was a little uh, inconsistent. Um, same with the beats that just try to get you all aligned with what happened in the first movie. But I think, I think overall they actually did a pretty good job. Um, I, I was... I think the actress who played uh, Tessa, Alexandra Vandernoot, mm-hmm. am I saying it? She was giving it her all. In this she really mess. gave it a thousand percent. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. She she was acting for the rafters. It was uh, for the back row, I should say. Because, uh, yeah, she really... That was a, a, a really emotional performance that was... Kind of contrasted with, uh, <laughs> and uh, Duncan's sort of like dead eyed, sort of, uh, you know, a little I bit more really of a. I care about you. Yeah. He's like, she's just like, well, this is weird. And he's like, yeah, let's break up. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. Yeah. That's true. Well, I mean, let's just say that um, it's because he. Had all the fun and most of the good women. Yeah, that is a line that is spoke in this uh, in this episode. I'm just Probably like, uh, stop one, saying that. <laughs> it, like, the first time was too many. Yeah, and then when you said it like four more times, it was like this is not the catchphrase or thing that you think it's going to catch on. <laughs> also, like, what do you? I feel like you're hinting at something that I'm not. It's a joke that I'm not being let in on because. He is like uh, all the good women. He's like, no, I thought you had the good women. Like that redhead in London. She was a healthy girl. And and I'm like, what is this code? What are you actually saying? Are you secretly Jack the Ripper? Oh, man. Now you put a new spin on this where I never even considered that. Maybe Duncan was Jack the Ripper. Yeah, see? Now, uh, Hollywood, we're listening. Or, I mean, I hope you're listening, because we're offer only. (laughs) Come at us. Yeah, we could for sure write you a Highlander TV show. No problem. Absolutely. Henry Cavill, I know you're, you're doing TV now. So, like, right from the movie into the TV, and you got your creative think tank, your writer's room, right here. Yeah. You just... You just contact Tooted, get in touch with our lawyers, <laughs> aka the automatic Google screening uh, function on my phone. <laughs> yes, yes. Get in contact with us. Yep. And if there's any time period that you want to be in that will be a hundred percent questionable, we'll do it. Like whatever. Yeah, you listen, need. listen, we have no morals. Yeah, wherever you should not be dressed in a way that you should not be dressed, 
we're doing it. If you think yeah. Lonesome Dove made a lot of sense, that's the type of shit we're doing here. <laughs> yeah. If you still cringe thinking about Dances with Wolves, guess what? We've got a setting for you. <laughs> yeah, it definitely... Also, just if we can go back to that flashback as much as I'm sure we don't want to, but yeah, they clearly had like maybe like five by four feet of like scenery that they had to shoot. And so they ended up shooting the same like guy with his throat cut like five different times. <laughs> just like panning over that guy with like a little bit of Halloween superstore blood on his uh, on his neck. Yeah, chest out. Mm-hmm. Just on full display. He, yep. was, he was straight Hayden Christensen that for sure. Yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. Excellent. So, uh, any final thoughts about uh, Highlander, Highlander the series, John? Uh, I, I mean, I love this series, but in a way that I know what it is. Like in a way, you go to Chili's and you know what it is. Right. You're, you're making no illusions to getting like a quality meal there. You're just going to Chili's. And that's okay. Yeah. If you're if you're out with friends and you order a bloomin' onion, you know what you're getting yourself into. This is the bloomin' onion of the, <laughs> of the t- exactly. TV shows. I think it as a TV show premise, it makes a lot of sense, especially it's, in my Yeah, it's better than the movie premise. I think you're right about that. Oh yeah. I mean it's the same premise. So what I guess uh, to say is I'm backing up your point that it perhaps works better as a TV show than it did as a movie. You have m- more room to explore, more room to build your own, uh, you know, your own history with it versus just like the real quick snappiness of the movie. I think it's, I think it just, it was built for procedural television. Like every week, it's just, new you know new something and you could go anywhere that's what was that's what was so magical about it um you know like adrian paul total dreamboat oh yeah you know, like yeah if you I, I agree i mean if you if you're out there and you are are you're looking for a thirst trap look no further than uh highlander the series because you're gonna get a lot of hunks and you're going to get a lot of greased up hunks that are good at sex. <laughs> 400 I, years of experience. Yeah, you can't beat that. No. So, uh, and you might not want to. Um, no. Or maybe you do. I don't know. Anyway, I it's mean, a, whatever you're into. Yeah, no it's shame. a fun series. We watched it on the Peacock. So, <laughs> Unfortunately, I would yeah. say that's the, the biggest downfall is that they... At least the version I watched, they zoomed in to make it widescreen. Oh, the the transfer for this one was, what is the word? Atrocious. Yeah, really bad. Distractingly yeah. bad. Yeah, but I, like, I mean, if you're, I feel like if you're going on a Highlander kick, just watch the first movie, then watch a few episodes of this series if you want. And then, you know, watch, like, uh, I forget what the last one was called. Endgame, The Source, I don't know. Don't watch The Source. Actually, the Source? The Source. Oh, <laughs> the so- there, there's Highlander, The Source. Well, you know, kind of there. Don't watch that one. Yeah. Watch, it's called Highlander Endgame, so they were the first one. 
They were the uh, first the original Endgame back in yeah. two, the year 2000. But that has both Christopher Lambert mm-hmm. and Adrian Paul in it. And you can finally find out who is the best McLeod. Um, and just go on that, you know, take that trip. It's, it's you know, I think it's fun enough. Yeah. Yeah, I, I, uh, I totally agree. It definitely, this... The show is corny, and there's a lot of parts to laugh at, but it's not bad. It's not. It's like it's not Captain N. It's not hard to watch because it's like terrible. Uh, it and I think to its credit, I'm gonna say big kudos for bringing in uh, Christopher Lambert to do the handoff. I feel like that if you see that first episode, even though it does kind of you know tread on the ground that the first movie put down in a way that it it's not serving the the overall mythology very well i think that the the fact that you have that handoff you have that connection and you have that connection to the movie really helps solidify this show in a way that a lot of shows like it at the time any show that had sort of like its roots in a movie didn't really bother and mm-hmm. I think that that is you got to give it credit for that. And you know, it's a uh, a big international production. All f- companies from all over the world came together and said, "Let's make this a thing." And uh, you know, it's it's interesting enough to, I would say, to be part of your Highlander saga. Here, here. Indeed. Well, I think that's going to do it for us this week. Uh, I hope you enjoyed our look at the pilot episode of Highlander the Series. As always, we want to start our end-of-show wrap-up by thanking Burton M6 for the incredible theme song. Check out our show notes for a link to his Fiverr page. And uh, you can hire him to do something cool for you like he did for us i encourage it and uh if you would like to support us there's plenty of ways to do that you can buy uh you can buy our merch that's also in the show notes you can go to our social media accounts and be involved in the discussion that's also in the show notes and of course you can go ahead and just tell a friend recommend they listen to our podcast don't tell them about the quality. Let them find out for themselves. <laughs> uh, that's a nice surprise that uh, everyone can find out for themselves. And uh, either, you know, any way you listen to us, if you're listening to us right now, we really appreciate it. And so just listening is enough for us. So as we always like to say, we hope that wherever you are out there, however you are listening to us, you are feeling happy and you are feeling healthy. And of course, we'll see you next week. Remember, folks. <laughs> I have something to say. <laughs> it's better to burn out than to fade away. <laughs> One day I'll edit it down. <laughs> Like the laughing's unnecessary. One day I'll edit it down. Not today. <laughs> 
saga, you know we keep it groovy We talking cartoons, books, TVs, and movies A couple of nerds, but got style, we so cool Pop culture, talking new and old school, yeah You should know we love hip-hop From the roots, Ty Lib, shout out to Feral Munch We giving you what you want, it don't get no liver Ain't no doubt we got you. this is Pop Saga, let's go Oh yeah, you heard right, this is a lifestyle Welcome to the nerd life, Pop Saga